It's time for Conversations with the Mayor is brought to you by the Chamber for a Greater Chapel Hill Carborough, home to one of the most diverse, collaborative, and fastest-growing communities of business leaders in North Carolina. The Chamber is uniquely qualified to connect you with the people, resources, and opportunities that you need to succeed. Learn more about membership at carolinachamber.org. And we are joined now in studio by Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson. Jess, how's it going? It is going well. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing well. Thanks again for coming in for the new mayor's panel on the Forum on the Hill last week. I really appreciated that. It was a fun conversation. It was great. Thank you for hosting it. It was nice to be with um, with other new mayors. We should we should form a support group. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is kind of funny that you're you've all you know you've got different challenges and some same challenges, but there's also just like that basic challenge of adjusting to be mayor. Right. That everybody's that the three of you are going through and nobody else knows what it's like. No. Nobody else. Other people have new jobs this year, so maybe they kind of get it, but nobody really knows what it's like to be a new mayor except for a few of us, for sure. Absolutely. And one of the things that you do as mayor is um, meeting with the board chairs, and you're you're formaled up with a name tag today from fresh from that meeting. That's uh, right. What was uh, what, any news out of that meeting? Anything stand out to you? Yeah, it was great. Well, I, I wore my name tag for you, Andrew, just oh, in case. Um, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Keep things straight here. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was a great meeting. We um, we usually try to meet with the board chairs in the fall when they are sometimes coming on as new board chairs, but I was a little busy this fall and there was some transition happening, so we didn't do that. But um, we had a, um, a great lunch with them. Um, they they said that they felt that it was a really good time to come together. We're really trying to transition our boards to be um, policy focused so that they can inform us as a uh, town council on policy matters. So we're trying to kind of drag everybody up to that policy level. And, you know, as a as a policy nerd myself, I find this very exciting. Um, but I think that our board chairs um, had some really great feedback. They had good suggestions um, and they are. I think really excited to be part of the process of um, reimagining and re-envisioning how they do some of their work um, and and giving some guidance on how that can really work best and how they can kind of feed into the work we're doing and give us some great guidance. So um, so it was really helpful to meet with them. It was good to just connect with them and and we're gonna um, we're gonna plan to do it again next year. Anything um, surprising or unexpected come out of the the meeting? Honestly, not really. I think it was good to hear some more specifics from folks, but a lot of the um, the concerns or the the thoughts they had were things that we have heard in other ways before. But I think it was really helpful for me to hear it in the context of how do we really um, give clear guidance to them and have them have very clear scope of work so they can feel their work is impactful. I, you know, our our advisory boards are incredibly important to us. We want them to be advising us in really good ways. We also want them to feel good about the work they're doing. And and sometimes when you don't have great guidance or a great kind of um, guardrails on your work, it gets frustrating um, because you don't know where your work is going and you don't know if people heard you. So we're really trying to make sure that we um, that we create a system where they know they're being heard um, and, and we can really take their advice and use it um, in, in substantive ways that, that people will, will feel and see in the community in the future. We're speaking with Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson, 
And another thing that happened since last we spoke was the council retreat. So uh, anything that you want to mention from that? Did you did you emerge from the retreat a newborn person? Yes, we retreated. <laughs> yes. Um, we did not leave Chapel Hill. <laughs> so it was more of a long meeting in town. It was a um, staycation retreat. It was a staycation. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was great. It, um, we, ha- we spent a lot of time with our financial advisors and with our staff talking about our budget. We spent some time also talking how um, how we can effectively work together as a board. But um, we um, we had Davenport, who are our financial advisors, and there are auditors come in and do their um, annual update. And so they were very clear, we're in great financial shape. Um, they talked about our debt capacity for the next five years and how we can you know, be thinking about leveraging um, bonds and other things that, you know, these are really, uh, very standard ways that towns um, leverage and, and pay for big ticket items like fire stations and new parks and lots of exciting things. So it was great to kind of have them level set and talk about where we are financially, that we are one of, um, you know, a handful of municipalities that has a AAA bond rating, that we have good debt capacity, that we have the right policies in place to make sure that we continue to be in good financial standing in the future. So those are all um, nice ways to start a budget season, um, but also we got some strategic updates from our staff on um, what they used last year's uh, budget allocations for, um, and I think we're we're going to be going into a really good budget season with good conversations and talking about trade-offs and how we achieve kind of short-term goals, but also long-term goals that are going to take more than one year to get to. When you get a, a budget update or an audit update like that, obviously, you know, you've got some sense of the standing that Chapel Hill's in and that AAA rating's a big deal and everything. Is there still a degree of nervousness when you st- when that right before that happens, right before you get those updates? I, I kind of think of it like when you have to get a criminal history check and you know you haven't done anything, <laughs> but there's still like that moment right before it comes. You thought criminal history update. I thought report card in school. Right, so I guess right. that just says something about us. <laughs> yes. But yes, I mean, it's always kind of exciting and a little nerve wracking to be going into something and getting your rating. Um, But I think we also have such a long history of being in great financial shape and and our staff also monitors it very closely. So thankfully there were no surprises, but it's for me it's almost just exciting to hear how great we're doing and to also think about the possibilities. You know, we're going to be thinking about um, issuing bonds um, in the next few years. So trying to figure out, you know, how how and when we're going to do that, how we're going to allocate that debt capacity. Those are exciting conversations because that means that means, you know, big projects and big changes and exciting things. So we're not there yet. We haven't had those conversations on on the what, but just knowing that we have that capacity means um, that we have some exciting things coming up. Speaking of big projects, uh, anyone who's driven in the north part of Chapel Hill lately and gotten to the intersection of MLK and Estes Drive has seen a pretty significant change going up there uh, as that development kind of proceeds. And I I feel like that's uh, having just moved to the area not long ago. um, It's been in some form of construction for kind of a lot of the time that I've lived here. But I get the impression from folks that that was not under construction. It was just kind of an empty space and, and... had trees on it for a long time, and then it didn't have trees on it, and the trees grew back, and then they cut them down again, <laughs> and then now they're building on it. Right. Uh, so this has been kind of a long time coming, and I wonder if, uh, even though it's a private development, if, if there's any kind of update that you could give us on what's, what's going to be there. 
Yeah. So um, so I had to ask our staff since once we vote on it, sometimes I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but um, we have some good information. Um, it's going to be a mixed use community. Um, there are going to be, I think, around a little less than 150 residential units. 37 of those are affordable, which is amazing. It's going to have, um, oh, it was 400 over 400. Yeah. Was, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just I just transposed my numbers right. in my mind. Sorry. Um, it's going to be um, a large over 400 unit development and there's going to be 37 affordable units, which is excellent. There's going to be a mix of one, two and three bedroom rental along um, with townhomes. There's going to be this really um, great public green space. If you think of the one in Southern Village, I think it's about twice as big as that one. Um, there's going to be, I think, some neighborhood commercial, which we're going to find out about soon. And um, apparently they're going to start leasing for this summer. They're going to be um, finishing up the majority of it in June and July, and then the rest of it will come online in 2025. So it is coming very soon. Um, it it seems like it's been a, a pretty fast development for somebody who has lived here, but it definitely has been something that it, that has been either a tree farm or not a tree farm for quite a while. It's been it's been up for debate for quite a while. It is, and um, you know, kind of thinking about how it fits in with complete communities and and all of that. It's it's in what seems like a really good location for that sort of development, right? We're on a bus line. Yep. Uh, when the Estes Drive project is done, we'll have the kind of multimodal sidewalk beside it right through there as well. Um, was is, how far back was the? I don't, you, you don't know the answer to this off the top of your head. It's like was this was, was that complete communities uh, kind of applied to this development initially, or is it? Is oh well, this came in several iterations, um, and I think there are really good parts of the development. And it, you're right, it fits in really well with complete community. We were kind of having those conversations and talking about what ended up being complete community, but we hadn't passed complete community first. So this was kind of, in some ways, coming in tandem. We were able to inform and have some really good conversations with the applicant based on um, some concepts that were coming through complete community. But really, um, this was this had come through and been applied for first. Um, I think we got some good changes um, and asked for some good things from the developer based on the fact that we were going through complete community at the time. But um, but yeah, it is the perfect location for this type of development. It's going to be on the future bus rapid transit line. It is right by two schools and the YMCA. It's close to you know close to shopping. So, um, it is it is a great place for us to have housing units where people can hop on the bus and go downtown. And playing devil's advocate here a little bit too, it's going to make that intersection feel really urban, for lack of a better word. It's mm-hmm. I mean these are tall buildings right up against the road. And that's an intersection that for a long time has had kind of a rural feel, even though it's in town. Um, and I think that's going to I think a lot of people are r- at least raising their eyebrows as they go by, if if not um, outright disappointed in the look of it. Yeah, I think that that I, I definitely can imagine that that is true. I think there are people who are excited about the opportunity for amenities um, and housing. And certainly it is going to be a big change, no doubt, for that site um, across the street is kind of that corner Um, where the airport and where Carolina North was planned for. Um, This area was always planned to be higher density, that this is where we have said for a very long time that we want projects like this along a transit corridor. And, of course, it feels different, and it's a transition. And some people are certainly going to be a little jarred by it, I'm sure. I think um, we all get used to things over time, and 
I think in a few years, people aren't going to have a problem with it. And certainly, just like every other transition in this town's history, there are going to be folks who are understandably uh, not happy with the way it looks at first. Um, I hope that as it kind of follows through on the promise of what it provides the community and the uses and how it fits in with the bigger picture of Chapel Hill, that folks will get used to it and realize that it actually plays a really important purpose in our big picture goal around transit-oriented development, around having people live close to where they work and be able to take alternate routes. It's the voice of Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson. We're almost out of time already, so I wanted to see if there's anything else you wanted to mention that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, I have a couple quick things, one being that we have um, made some changes to our upcoming um, agendas that we have. Um, we have a couple changes coming up uh, just that we wanted everyone to be aware of that our next two meetings, February 14th and February 21st, will be work session style meetings instead of general business meetings. Um, and as we've begun to dive into the budget and the land use ordinance rewrites, council members have expressed an interest in taking deeper dives into a number of topics. So February 14th, we'll be talking about our capital improvement plan, which is the list of big projects like replacing some of our fire stations, as an example, that are coming up. And we're going to do some sort of simulation that staff is planning for us. So uh, that should be interesting, if nothing else. Hopefully, it'll be amazing. Um, and then um, we're also going to be receiving an update on our affordable housing strategies and progress we're making there. Um, and these meetings will also be at the library instead of town hall because that's where we hold our work sessions. And just a reminder, of course, that they're starting at 6, not 6.30 or 7 as we previously used to do meetings. Um, and that seems to be going well so far. And people seem to be happy to be starting at 6 o'clock. But um, we're hoping folks can come. Um, check it out, and you can always uh, listen later or watch on streaming later um, as it will be recorded. Jess, I appreciate you taking time as always and look forward to talking next week. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having me.